Is there a difference? I don't know. Sean removed the foam top from his microphone. My Zeppelin. Sure. Down, 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 down. I took down. it off because I was going to pick the cat hairs out of it. Down, and then down, I didn't down. Ah. <sighs> I remember this movie 100%. <laughs> Do you? You could, So you could... I, I knew it word for word almost. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you could tell me the plot in one sentence? Yeah. <laughs> he... Okay. Let's first of all, what over. movie? Are, first of all, hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi and welcome uh, to another installment of your weekly dose what okay of dvd fun off the rails no not off the rails well no why do we own this dvd we only own two of them so tonight we're talking about uh the 1996 uh first installment of an ongoing series well i'm just adding more words wow okay we're talking about mission impossible yep tom cruise the first one the first one Mission colon impossible. I used to watch this TV show as a kid. Really? I've never seen the TV um, show. I can't. I couldn't tell you. Who, I, I think Leonard Nimoy was in it. Um, I think um, I had just pulled Martin it up. something was in it. Cause oh, yeah. Peter Graves was in it and Martin Landau. Martin Landau. But yeah, I know. I knew like Spock was in it. Yeah, I've never seen the show. Because I remember the music for sure. I mean, well, everyone knows the music. But then I remember seeing the, Cora, our cat, like, knows the music. The fuse burning across the screen, and it would go one way, then it would go the other way, and yeah, some iconic things. Yeah. But but I mean, I couldn't tell you what any episode was about. Yeah, you know, or who did you what? Th- were they or, like one-off episodes, like a different thing every week? God, you know me, because I I would never, I didn't watch it like. Every week? It would be like if I was home from sick, sick from school or whatever. Home from sick? Home from sick at school. <laughs> home, you know, if I was, or whatever. I don't know when yeah. it was on. I couldn't tell you when it was on. And I don't know if I saw the old one or the later. There was one like in the 80s too. Oh. And it was only think, around for a little bit. I mean, this says 66 to 73 mm-hmm. was probably that first one. The I don't first remember one from the, I don't remember from the 80s. Oh, let but. me see real fast. Blah, 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 blah. So, what drew you to this movie back when this came out? Because um, it was, oh, is, is this that movie based on that show? You saw it because <laughs> of the show? I mean, it was, because it was, I feel like everyone well, our age knew of the show yeah. originally, even though yeah. we may not have ever watched it. Yeah, but we're, it was but in we our... we were aware of it. Yeah. We were, we were in that zeitgeist of Mission Impossible. Yeah. I... Didn't give two shits about the show or the fact that this was a Mission Impossible movie. I only saw this because Tom Cruise was in it. I, I can mean, say as a 17 year old when this came out, I was so fucking excited because I'm like, he's I don't know. <clears throat> short hair. <laughs> I don't know if it was just marketed well, but I remember so much buzz about it. Though. There was a lot of buzz. Like, I, I don't even know if the trailers were that exciting. I have no idea. No, I don't remember the trailers. I remember the I buzz, I remember though. buzz, yeah. And I also, I mean, I, you know, subscribe to every movie magazine in the world. So I had been looking forward to it for a while. And this opened on a Wednesday. Um, this is back when, I mean, there were Wednesday openings every now and then, but it wasn't a thing, really, uh-huh. back in 96. Um, May 22nd, so right before Memorial Day, open on a Wednesday. Hmm. I remember my friends and I drove right from school, after school, to the movie theater to see it. Um, yeah, I don't know, I was so pumped for it. So 96, you were like, what, 17, 18? I just said I was 17. Yeah, I was thinking that. you know how you do math. <clears throat> yeah, I would have been a junior in high school. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember... Like, I don't remember any of the actual marketing of it. I just remember... Do you remember? <coughs> I remember seeing bits and pieces and being like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Do you remember Apple Computer and their whole um, buzz with this movie? Because this was the Wall... Wasn't that when they had the Wall Street? The Wall Street? They had... Okay, there. <laughs> back... 
in the, the day, on the Facebook? Apple had Apple had names for their computers. One oh, was I don't know Wall if it was the Wall Street. I it was like there was like the PowerBook G3, that kind of shit. The, yeah, I know what a name is. There was like the Wall Street. There was. They're trying to shit. get back into the the business. Was this when was they're that, at their low point? Was that when they were like the most powerful? I don't know. Laptop now available or whatever. I don't know. Because they were they were selling like. They were marketing a lot of their laptops as being like military grade. And there is a laptop in this movie. Oh yeah. He uses one. And I think he, it's the Wall Street G. Sure. Three. I don't. Let's say it know. is. You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why so, I keep saying words. Um, this movie is directed by Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen any of his movies besides this? <laughs> Carrie. Have you seen Carrie? Yeah, once. So I think that was the only one I've seen. I think I've seen Carrie one and a half times. One and a half. Oh. And I don't know if I've ever seen it all oh, at one time. All in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was, you know, part of that group of director guys in the seventies: uh, Lucas Spielberg, Scorsese, De Palma. Mm-hmm. You know, the group of friends that would have dinner every night and tell each other stories of what they're working on. I mean, yeah, it was basically just like a, like, it seemed like. Those would have been like just brainstorming. Brian De Palma and... actually wrote the opening crawl for Star Wars. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, you know what? I he fixed it. That George Lucas sounds wrote a bunch familiar. of convoluted, crazy stuff, and Brian De Palma fixed the crawl for him. But he directed this pre-production been going on for a long time, but they couldn't not, they couldn't nail down a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Cruise wanted to do this movie for a long time because he was a big fan of the TV show. So, it, and it was the first movie that his production company would do. Um, you There's know. a okay PowerBook G3 yeah, Wall Street. Like, it looks like something he used. Um, his production company, Cruise Wagner, mm-hmm. Paula Wagner. What's it called? Cruise Wagner Production. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it was their first, you know. He had a bunch of money. He's like, I want to do this so bad. He he was. And I, I feel like this is this. when this was kind of at the beginning of when all, all these like A-list stars were starting up their own production companies. You had like. Were they? Heartbreak Productions. And, you know, I mean. Like Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. You had like all that just, you know, they have suddenly they have all this money and like, OK, well, I'm going to make well, a way to make my own things that I want to do. If you're not getting the parts you want, yeah. then you start producing yourself and saying okay um but um i don't know this movie this is a fun movie it's i couldn't tell you the plot i really so couldn't dumb i mean it, it really it's a ridiculous movie and yet it's it's, it's just, just entertaining to watch it is um who do we have we have tom cruise as our uh, ethan hunt mm-hmm. still playing him today we had what, Fallout came out last year. It's been I mean, really, a the, good amount of time. Like the plot Almost is such a convoluted years. plot, and yet they make it semi-believable. So his team, Ethan Hunt's MI, MIF, MIF team, Impossible Missions Front. <laughs> Impossible. Mission. I googled this before. I think Federation it's, isn't it Force. Force. I don't fucking know. Fun. His, basically, at the beginning of the movie, his whole team gets killed. They get ambushed. Their, right? their whole goal is to catch a guy who's stealing, Computer supposedly discs. stealing a, what they call a knock list, which is the non-operative cover list, which is All a of list their, of code names of agents yeah. mm-hmm. and their true identities, mm-hmm. which they're going to then sell to like an arms dealer or something. Yeah. And it's bad news because if this gets out, all these agents in the world who are operating undercover, now their cover's blown. Yeah. And they're going to get killed. You know, yeah. now, you know. So they're trying to catch this guy. For whatever reason, they have to catch him in the act okay. of stealing it. Like, they got to get him on camera for whatever fucking reason. That's what you did in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole get him on camera thing is dumb. But whatever, just catch him. It, you know. Like a... Pokeball. What they want to do is they want to catch him in the act and then get him and the buyer mm-hmm. when he makes the exchange. Okay. And it's and that's it. That's their that's yeah. their one mission. Yeah. Turns out they get like 
kind of ambushed because yeah. someone is now wise to their plan and yeah. is takes know, out his whole team, most of his team. Finds a way to yeah, finds a way to you know, kind of sabotage their mission. Yeah. And who's on his team? We have uh, Emilio Emilio Estevez, the hacker, Jack Harmon, mm-hmm. um, Kristen Scott Thomas, Sarah Davies is like his love interest. Pretend. Well, it's oh, he, you know, oh, Jack. Jack, I mean, uh, Ethan. Yeah. No. Well, they show it's up. Emilio's uh, because he's he's trying to ask her out. No, I mean like disguise, like in, oh, like, like they're cover. They're playing. Yeah, yeah, they're cover. <laughs> they're cover. Yeah, so yeah, they're well, cover. so Tom Cruise is dressed up. He's masquerading as a senator. Yeah, he's got wear a lot of masks. He in has this movie. the weird latex stretchy mask. Uh, Bing Rames. He joins he's not, later. He's, he's not, not in, part of the team. No. Um, Emmanuel Bart. Uh, as Claire Phelps, she plays John Voigt, his wife. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> he plays Jim Phelps, who's a. He's the leader of the team. He's, he's leader. the leader. He's a character from the show, right? Jim Phelps is, yeah. yeah. He's a Martin. I mean, uh, Peter Graves' Peter character Graves. from the show. Um, He's like 60, married to like a 20 year old in this movie. Um, but Vanessa Rugrave, she's. Like the head of the whole IMF. Well, you're not thing. even naming their team anymore. No, because I ran out of people. So yeah, that's your team. That's my team. And they all get killed. And everyone but so we see except for Emmanuel, except oh, for Claire. Did you name that black the the blonde girl? She's not on this list. Wow, she didn't even make the list. No, she didn't. Not the top ten. There's another girl. She wears those blue those. Hang blue on, I gotta pause real fast. Okay, bye. Okay, we're back. So yeah, the other girl, Hannah, is played by Ingeborga Dapkenite. She's Lithuanian, and I don't know what. Her name is her Kryptonite. Uh, it rhymes. I mean, she's been in like one of the Hannibal movies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Hannah Montana movies. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. She. It's weird because she looks like everyone. Like everyone, she looks so familiar. Yet I have no freaking clue yeah. who she is. She's like another one who's like, like a. Uh, How does she get killed? She gets blown oh, yeah, up. Oh yeah, she goes into the car she and the gets car blows up. Yeah. Kristen Scott Thomas is like stabbed. Which I don't know how that happens because Through she the sees bars. the their the target guy. guy getting stabbed and she's not there. She's looking at it. I don't know. She goes over and then she gets and somehow she gets taken and like grabbed. How would you get that close and then get get all stabby stabbed? You think she'd be better at her I job? I mean, it, it it's the only way that makes the movie work. But I mean, by my, how did that happen? Like, all you had to do was walk back two steps. Because <laughs> the, the gate is Cause there. Because it's like a portcullis kind of thing, like a big, you know. <laughs> oh, whatever. And then we see John Voight. Because we, yeah, he, they're all, they're all on radio. Little, and he's a little... He has the little camera glasses. Camera glasses. And so he's holding his hands, his hands all over. There's blood all over his hands. Ethan. And you hear, yeah. So Ethan's like, ah. Well, and, 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 um, Emilio, what was his character? Oh, yeah. Jack Harmon. He goes out the worst way. So he's working on top of the elevator. And then. Because he's like hacking their security system. Yeah. And then there's some kind of malfunction and the elevator goes up and he's on top of it and. And whatever those thingies are, I don't think they exist in a real elevator. Because what down. the hell is that? I don't know, but they... They're a bunch of forks. Really, they're like, forks go down, he looks up, and they go right into his eyeballs. I'm like, if anything, you could have, like... I mean, you'd still die, but don't have it go into your face. I know. Anyway, he gets crushed from the elevator. Well, well because um, Ethan decides to go after the guy, after yeah. the, their target. And he sees Emmanuel Burr. Yeah. Claire, we'll just say Claire. I don't want to say her dumb name. Sorry. We see a She's fake uh, Claire Forlani. Yeah, I used to get her and Claire Forlani mixed up, and then later on, I would get Claire Forlani mixed up with Vera Farmiga. <laughs> I don't know. The three of them are interchangeable, if you want it. In my opinion, she's their driver, and so he walks by. He sees her in the driver's seat. Uh huh. You know, waiting yeah. for everyone to mm-hmm. show back up. Mm-hmm. He runs off. That's when he we find. That's when he sees uh, John Voight get killed. Runs to go find him. Can't find him. Runs back to the car. The car blows up because he sees Hannah in it, and so he assumes both the women are dead. 
Because she yeah. was driving and Hannah gets in the car. Yeah. But then Claire, he finds Claire later on. When After he's... So yeah. After the fun scene where yeah. he goes to the restaurant. I don't want to talk about the whole plot because I can't. I can't. So, then he so let's call- talk about scenes I like. Well, he calls in, tells him <laughs> there's been some kind of weird ambush. His whole team's dead. Yep. The director arranges to meet him in the city. Uh-huh. He's like, you're here? In mm. Prague, right? Prague, yep. Which was unusual for the time to have a movie take place in Prague. Take place was, in Prague? Or yeah. And be filmed there. Why? It had, it wasn't a place to film movies. When was From Hell... When was From Hell? <laughs> we did this one already. I know. 2001. Okay. Because that was in Prague. Sure. So it was Yeah, this was a... Nov- was this was Prague a... Too. It was, and because we know that Heather Graham and Heath Ledger were dating. Um, but at this time, a whole lot of movies hadn't been like filmed there. So it was like, oh, you're filming in Prague? That's strange. But then it, it became it, like a place to film. It is a, a destination. It's cheap. Now. it's cheap and it's amazing. Well, like, it's beautiful. Location yeah. and... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so then for the rest of the movie, he's... So Ethan is pegged as being a traitor to the CIA because they... That whole mission that they were on was actually a fake mission set up by the director. Yeah. To, as a mole hunt, as they call it. Yeah, the director's voice. Because there's like, they, they have That's a leak in their security. Someone's been selling secrets to whoever. Mm, the mole. And they figure out that it's Ethan because he's the only one who survived. Yeah. His parents' bank account has this fresh deposit in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they he's being set up as... You know, the fall guy for whoever. The fallout guy. No. All right. So, yeah. So now he's on the run. Yep. He's trying to clear his name, figure out who's set. It's like him and Claire. Yeah. He he gets like one name. It's Max, the arms dealer. And I got a burp. Vanessa Redgrave plays Max. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's her sister's name? Lynn. Natasha? Redgrave? Isn't that? Lynn Redgrave. Linda Redgrave? Natasha Richardson. Yeah. And Natasha Henstridge. No longer here. No, I don't get her mixed up with them. Okay. Natasha Richardson. Was Liam Neeson's wife, wasn't it? Yeah. Was she related to the Redgraves? Oh, I don't know. Was she? I don't know. Anyway, she's not in this movie. I have no idea. You know what's funny? Not funny. So this movie came out in 96, which is the same year as Jerry Maguire and the same year as The English Patient. Kristen Scott Thomas? Which I saw in the same month. Is that Kristen Scott Thomas? Yes. Okay. I never saw it. That's so why I mentioned it. Because yeah, she's wow. in this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember She's it. in this movie like five minutes and then she like won a fucking Oscar for English Patient the same year. She... I used to get her mixed up with Natasha Richardson. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The English I'm people. trying to picture Natasha Richardson and I can't. Okay. Um... So what are some, well, I can think of well, some. So, so while Ethan Hunt's on the run, he puts together a team. Yeah. A Two small other, team. Small team. Two other guys. With Ving Rhames mm-hmm. and, uh, fuck. Jean Reno. Jean Reno, yeah. Jean Reno. <laughs> Jean Reno. <laughs> um, and they help Ethan, uh get stuff that he needs <laughs> what did you find out on your phone Natasha Richardson is a member of the Redgrave family I knew it daughter of Vanessa Redgrave oh that's her yeah. in this movie sad granddaughter of whoever Michael Redgrave is I don't know oh, that. he's a Redgrave so they're British royalty yeah. like the Barrymores okay um, so yeah his, his new team Help him get like, so what computer they're gonna, discs. So he's made a, he's made he he found a way to arrange a meeting with him and Max the arms dealer, mm-hmm. which is Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave. And so, in order to find out who the actual mole is in the CIA, he's decided that he's going to steal the actual knock list mm. from CIA headquarters. Yeah, which is a fun scene. With the, help, the most iconic, with the help of his team that yeah, he's put together. The most iconic 
scene, I think, in all the Mission Impossible movies, which I know you have quibbles with. Probably like in the late 90s, it was probably one of the most parodied scenes ever. Sure. It's because it was so good. The high wire dangling. Yeah, because it it was so good. And I hadn't really seen anything like that. No, no one had. That's why everyone buried it. Parodied. Buried it? Parodied. Wow. We're going to bury this one now. We're going to bury this one. Made a parody of it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just bury that one. (laughs) But it's it's good. And, of course, Tom Cruise did all that shit himself. High-wired it all. Upside down. The whole premise of that little scene, not little, but of that scene is that the computer they have to get to is not on any network. It's a standalone mainframe, mm-hmm. and the only way you can access it is at the terminal, in a, which is in a like a a nuclear bunker style room. Yeah, with all sorts of sensors except for the motion There's detector. A, a temperature <laughs> sensor to, yep. to detect sound. unauthorized body heat. Yep. A sound sensor, yep. and then a pressure sensor on the floor to detect any kind of you know motion on it. You know, yeah. you step on it. So they show like a drop of condensation hit the floor and the alarms go off. Yep. Which is how sensitive it is. Yes. And yet, they don't have a motion detect. My, our lights on the, <laughs> on the side it of my house. It was 96. Maybe the technology just wasn't It's the right. same technology they have in grocery store doors. Okay, if they had a motion Supermarket sensor, doors we wouldn't are get all this. they needed. <laughs> we wouldn't get, we they, wouldn't get this they scene, have okay? Have a, they have voice recognition access, retinal scan, fingerprint, I think. Fucking, probably DNA at some point. Whatever. We all took it when we watched it. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I mean, I'm here for this. And there's a laser grid and the it's very stressful. AC vent. Yeah, it's <laughs> stressful. There's no music, hardly any sound except for... Ticky-tack of a fat rat walking by. The ticky-tack. John Reno's Yeah, he's holding, he's holding Tom Cruise up with the wire and Bing Grahams is like, has the detector in his hand, right? Or he's, he's, he, well, he's watching, he's monitoring. He's the, monitoring and then with his little <laughs> rat go ticky-tacky by... Um, and the the office or the the bunker that he's in, the guy who works there, they like they poisoned him. They basically. poisoned his coffee or whatever. Yeah, they they taint his so coffee. So he gets with the a, pukes with a vomit juice. So he he can't go into his office because he keeps puking, which is how they buy time. And it's good makeup because more and more he looks sweatier and paler. I feel so bad for him because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I know you're not actually throwing you know, up, I've had, but you look like, like you're throwing up. You know, you get that twenty-four hour stomach bug. I like, mean, I know how he feels. Like, yeah, also you just, get the, the cold sweat. You just want to die. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's still at work <laughs> and then he goes and back still to trying work. To work. <laughs> um, but that's how they buy their time and how he steals his computer disk. Well, he makes he downloads the file. Yeah, which is all it is. Um, the the tech in this movie is very quaint. Everyone's got old beige computers. Yeah, you know, things are on hard drives. Big old disc, CRT you know, monitors. Floppy disks. And <laughs> we do see a little bit of the internet. He does do some kind of search. He uses a Usenet group. Usenet. Um, basically, it's basically a news group. Yeah, I mean. Did you ever use Usenet? No. Or I mean, news I jumped groups? right into AltaVista or whatever. AOL. AOL, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because he does like a. A search. He types in the word Bible, and it comes up with a 126 um, entries. Entries. Yeah. It's like you know well, if you. It's within that particular user. I know, but still, network. if you were to Google that word, <laughs> you'd get two billion entries. It's just it's it's very quaint. And, and the the email the or the the user ID uh, address has a space in it. Yes, yeah, so like that would, that would never go. Your and, email would not get sent. And a colon. And a colon. At Job colon three fourteen, whatever. Max at, Max Job, at Job space. space. <laughs> we're going three hey, colon that's fourteen. That's not a real email address. Um, but it's kind of fun to see how high tech it seemed back in ninety six. All this computer shit, and, and then yet we're like, that's to me that's more believable than when you would see like people texting each other modern day, and the text is appearing on the other person's device. Like each character pops up. You've seen that? Like, yeah, I don't I like hate that. that. I'm like, like, what phones do that? That's not how that works. Like if I saw three dots, okay, I believe that you have an iPhone and someone is texting you I when think, you see the three dots. But I think you see it in uh, like one of the screams, I think. Well, that was antiquated or cell phones some, too. Something. All, all of those, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, there was like one person texting and they're going, 
letter by letter. And on the other person's device that's receiving it, they're getting letter by letter. Letter by letter. <laughs> I would hate that. That, that doesn't work I that would hate way. that technology. Because I can see every spelling mistake you're making going <laughs> oh, back. Back, 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 back. This dude cannot spell the word license. He keeps going back and back. C, S, back. Okay, anyway. Um, I like another scene I like is the restaurant. The aquarium restaurant scene. The aquarium restaurant? Yeah. Where he's meeting with the, the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kittredge. Kittredge. Um. And he's pissed because he knows that... Who's pissed? Tom Cruise. Well, they're both pissed. Well, I know, but Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise pissed. Well, Tom Cruise is there thinking he's going to get, you know, evac out of Prague now and yeah. processed, you know, with this tragic event that's happened to his team. Yeah. Turns out, Kittredge is like, we know you're a fucking traitor. Yeah. And we came here to get you. Yeah, and we understand. And we got that- you. So now you're going to come with us and... We understand that you're very... And I do upset like the upset re- or angry. What does he say? Upset. Upset. Yeah. And I do like the reveal of like the other team. He's like, "Why was there a second team?" Oh yeah, team? they're all there, and he's like, "The waiter." He's like, like, "I don't follow. See if you can follow me around the room." Yeah. The drunk Russians at seven nine o'clock. Okay, I'm glad that you know all the words. bow tie twelve o'clock. <laughs> I don't think I know one line except for because you've never seen me very upset. Knowing, having already knowing the movie now, hmm? when you watch that original scene at the party at the party you can see people glancing at oh yeah all the i guess i've never team. really gone back and looked and at i think that in your scene. in a first watch you wouldn't quite notice because it's pretty subtle because you're watching your your characters that you like, have been introduced to the one obvious one is when the waiter looks at hannah uh-huh but on a first viewing it could just be him looking at this woman yeah yeah you're not the drunk russians it's only revealed that they're not who they seem to be when we see the guy get killed and then you see him mumble into his sleeve. And you're like, oh, there's, there's something going on. Because yeah. mm-hmm. at first you just see them wandering around drunk. Yeah. As you do. And then when at, and then at this aquarium restaurant, then you see, you recognize the faces. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Tom Cruise points it out. Yeah. Uh, the hands of the clock. And then he has his little explodey gum that from Emilio. Jack yeah. red light red light green light green light which it, it looks like a piece of juicy fruit yeah it looks like a piece of gum he's like don't chew it or whatever I mean you and this gum you you fold it put, press them together and it, it explodes it's almost like a like a two stage epoxy two separate yeah. little chemicals and so while the kitchen is talking and Cruz is getting more like paranoid and upset he grabs Pulls out a piece of gum from the pocket, and we see him like, "Oh God, he's he's gonna do it!" <laughs> and then he folds. He does he say something? Well, he says the line, "You've never seen me very upset." And then when he throws it against the glass, he throws it against like the the big fish tank in there. Yeah, which I have some info on this scene. <laughs> do you want to know how much water did does they say? How much water? Sixteen tons. Jesus. So the scene well, that takes place in a glass-walled restaurant with a big lobster tank in the middle and three huge fish tanks overhead was Cruz's idea. Cool. There were 16 tons in all of the tanks, and there was a concern that when they detonated, a lot of glass would fly around. Yeah, it's a concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, De Palma tried to sequence... Um, he tried the sequence with a stuntman, but it didn't look convincing, and so he asked Tom Cruise to do it, despite the... Possibility that he could drown. What now is this the beginning of Tom Cruise doing his stunts, or had what had he been doing before this? Dramas. Yeah, right. Did he drive in Days of Thunder? I don't know. I bet you he did some. He at probably least. did. I feel like he's. It's always been something that he's done, but he's never. He had never really been in movies that required these kind of stunts. So I think this was one of the first ones where it's like, what well, you got to do some because literal high wire stunts. Because really, he was... This was the first of the, the big action movies. Because he I, hadn't really done... No. I mean, the, no. there was Top Gun. There was Days of Thunder, fucking Cocktail. I mean, there was nothing action He did his own bottle flipping in Cocktail. But I mean, there was really no, like... Yeah. Far and away, like, he did his own boxing. Stunty action stuff. Yeah. So I think this 
he was like, you know what? I enjoy doing this myself and I will challenge myself each time I do a movie. Thanks to Brian, De- to Brian DePaulo so, for telling me he needed to do it. So 16 tons of water. Yeah. Obviously actual glass because you can't really hold up with anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all that shit's flying around. Yeah. And he jumps out of the restaurant. And so showed the, in like every trailer. The, the fish tank first blows up. Yeah. And then everything else. After and then it. I think as he's leaving, then the top part like blows. Okay. Sure. I mean, it's a lot of fucking, it's a lot, it's of, a lot of water. Of yeah. And he rarely gets wet. That's how fast he is. He's very fast. He doesn't do nearly enough running in this movie. He even hurdles over a guy. He also did um, some stunts in the final sequence of the movie. Oh, the helicopter, the train, the train thing? Yeah. Um, so were they really he, on top of a train? Mm, or was it a big fan? No. It's, yeah. He, he wanted wind that was so powerful that they would knock him off the train. So he was on top of a train with a wind right. machine. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, because you can see like his skin is like. Yeah, he wanted his face to be pulled. distorted. He wanted to wiggle his cheeks. I mean, John Voight looks like he's got like a leaf floor shoved onto his face. His- Said um, Cruz had difficulty finding the right machine that would create the wind velocity that would look visually accurate before remembering a simulator he had used while training as a skydiver. So like I fly. Yeah, basically. Oh, cool. So the only machine of its kind in Europe at that time was located and acquired one machine. Uh-huh. And then Cruz had it produce winds up to 140 miles an hour. Wow. So cool. it would distort his face. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, he is hanging onto a train with a giant wind machine blown at him, which isn't easy to, to film. I mean, you're still like, you know, 10 feet off the ground. Yeah. Easily. And then. But it's a fun sequence because it. It really holds up. It doesn't look fake. It really holds up. Even I mean, with the helicopter in there. I mean, I don't know. I like, think as far movie as far as movies go, this movie holds up minus the outdated, the moderately outdated tech. It's not like, moderately. The, the concepts are all sound. You know, I mean. Yeah, the effects are. You know. I mean, they're it's using like, it's, like they're all using like those Nokia bricks. You know, the, yeah, the those, indestructible those Nokia phones. Yeah. They all have like four digit model numbers. But I mean, it, the the effects, the action sequences, they're all practical. They're not. I, well, I, what about the one where he gets exploded off the helicopter? Well, that's probably not, you know, probably didn't really happen. <laughs> but but it does look like at some point he does look like he jumps to or from the train. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, and obviously it's not moving, but still, I mean, it's. It's pretty, it's, it's fun stuff. Yeah. Cause you're watching this whole thing going, Ooh, looks like they're really doing all this. I mean, the exploding helicopter bit, that one little scene, you know, like you never think, oh, that really happened. So Gene but. Reno <laughs> turns out to be bad. Because Claire's bad. Yeah. Because we find out that Jim Phelps is still alive. Yeah, he faked his He's death. the one who said everything. Yeah, up. he's the one doing all this stuff. So he and his wife... Claire. Looks were just planning like on, Angelina Jolie. Gross. On making this deal with Max, the arms dealer. Mm-hmm. And then so she recruits someone that she can trust, which is a, essentially a bad guy in yeah. the form of Jean Reno. Yeah, and he's the one who's in the helicopter chasing after Ethan at the yeah. end while they're all on the train. I mean, we get a glimpse that he, something's not right with him when they steal the file, when he tries to take it from Ethan, mm. pulls a knife out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is that uh, the other iconic scene of the knife yeah. sticking to the desk. Yep. Right when he walks into the room so it doesn't yeah. register on the, like, the sound. Right as the security measures turn off and the <laughs> knife... Yeah. Lands on the desk. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what other parts are fun to watch? Those are my, those are the ones I like. Well, and we also know that Jean Reno, Jean Reno is the killer because it's the same knife. The killer of like Kristen Scott of, Thomas? And the and their target and, and guy. And that dude. Because oh, when it? I didn't know he that. goes to kill that fireman at the CIA, and he's like, no body count. And mm-hmm. Jean Reno has his knife arm up, mm-hmm. and he pins his, and he sees the same knife, and we see uh, Tom Cruise look at the knife, kind of register and, that it's and that same like, knife. Hey, hey, hey. 
Yeah, I think all the times I've watched this, I've never really cared about the plot. No, because I it's, just watched it's the... dumb. It's a dumb plot. So that's I why know. I can't really speak to what happens in this movie, even yeah. though I've seen this multiple times. I can speak to Mission Impossible 2 much better. Which is that the one where he's rock climbing at the beginning? Yes. And they point to him and then they shoot the little rocket at him. Yes. And then the machine. With Tanny uh, Newton. Yeah. Like one of her like first things. Or whatever. Yeah, they have that ch- chimera. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that one. And most people don't like it. Was that the one where they hijacked that plane in midair and then. Oh. This is like the motorcycle fight. Oh, yeah. He and uh, the dude from Ever After. What's his name? Oh, I forget. I thought he was so cute. They're on their motorcycles and they. He does his, like his front wheelie. <laughs> yeah, they're like fighting. In, uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's the only other Mission Impossible one that we own, so we'll get to that one mm-hmm. eventually. But oh, his hair, his flowing hair in that movie is so nice. Tom Cruise there. Um, anyway, but this one just has fun sequences I like to watch. I can't tell you what it's about from start to finish. But I mean, it's a, it's a... You think it was a good start to the franchise? It's like a... a oh, yeah. Because I know you haven't seen Followed or Rogue Nation... I think uh, Girls Protocol was the last one you saw. Where they're in India. Jeremy Renner. Uh-huh. And he's... He's climbing that building himself. Is that the one with... Is Simon Pegg in that too? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like they're kind of like their, their info yeah. guy. He's like and he's in guiding the rest, him. He's in the of. other ones too. Yeah. yeah after yeah. that. That's like... And uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Then she's in Rogue Nation. Okay. Um, Rogue Nation of the... Latter half of the ones, Rogue Nation, I think, is my favorite. Oh, really? Um, but they're all they're all just fun to watch. And these, they I, know, I gotta up. watch those. They're somewhere. Fallout is on Amazon. I know that. Mm-hmm. Rogue Nation might be too. Um, I feel like this franchise has is just kind of been very steady, and it's only um, evolved. Like, like tech-wise, like, it's evolved. Obviously, they can't have that tech like, that they like have. This, in this movie one. felt like it was sort of a, almost like a like a like a proof of concept kind of test. Like, let's see if we can make this work. Mm-hmm. We'll do this. One. Here's one. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this kind of laid the blueprints for something like Born Identity and the new Bond movies? Like this. Oh, kind for of sure. Smarter yeah. action movies, yeah, yeah. not like these. 80s Schwarzenegger like, a- action movies. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, especially with the fact, you know, like, the whole Prague, Europe. I mean, Born Identity is, a, you know, takes place in Europe and all that stuff. And um, I mean, it was sort of the... We'll use the location as a selling point, too. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the movie, like a... Not just yeah. a... I mean, yeah. it's it's something that James Bond has always done. yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, because then you have all the Mission Impossible movies take place in a different place. Yeah. I mean, they're in Spain in part two. Oh, are they? That flamenco music that you can't find anywhere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except on YouTube. I had forgotten about that. The flamenco dancer. Spinner around when he sees... Okay, I got to stop talking about two. It's so good. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I think this is a good... It was a good kind of solid start. Um... I'm. I don't think people thought it would be going on for this long. Like, I, that, I mean, they've spread it out very generously. It's not like we're getting one every two years uh-huh. where we're like overloaded. We're like, okay, enough with these fucking movies. I mean, there's only like what six? Is it six or five? I don't know. This one, two, three, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. So six. Okay. I mean, six over twenty-five years almost. That's very generous it's not you know like okay we, too much like it obviously <laughs> we're it, not getting it, sick it, of it does feel like they were establishing like a franchise with this one yeah yeah but it, it also feels like they were again like they were testing it out like if they can do it mm-hmm. like, if it'll be well received then that's going to be our, our absolute green light to go ahead and pump more money into it for next time but the second one didn't come out till like what 2000 or something right john woo oh i feel like yeah. it was I was it was a, it was a while yeah yeah 2000 so there's four year difference between the one and two and then a six year difference between two and three i know yeah i know two and three was a big 
That was J.J. Abrams, fan. wasn't it? I don't remember. Giacchino did the music, so that's why I think, feel like it was. Or was it Brad Bird? No, he did Gross Ghost Protocol. I thought you were saying he did Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank, too. And then there was a five-year difference between three and four. Four-year difference between four and five. And then three between Rogadation and Fallout. Okay. So they've been gener- generously spaced. I don't know they're, what's next. I think, yeah, I think they're avoiding the... Dugray like, Scott. That was his name. Oh, yeah. Sorry. They're, I think it's smart the way they do that. They, they've been doing that because it's... Yeah. You don't get overwhelmed. You don't get burnt yeah, out yeah. on, oh, another Mission You know, make movie. them wait. Yeah. If, and the I think these movies have a big enough fan base and they're respected enough at this point mm-hmm. where people are like, they're not going to forget about it. But they we're always like, oh, that's right. A new uh, Mission Impossible comes out this year. Yeah, how far apart are the newer James Bonds? I don't know. I couldn't tell you when. Um, like, was it Spectre? From, well, from Brosnan to Daniel Craig. Like, obviously, Brosnan and uh, Timothy Dalton was the biggest gap. Was it? I think. You know, I... They're 80s to 90s. Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't assume know. it was. I feel I mean, like Casino it, it feels was like two, it was. Casino Royale was 2006. Mm, I couldn't tell you when the last Brosnan was. But there was a 99 Brosnan one. Was that the last one? I don't know. I've never seen any of the Pierce Brosnan. I've only seen two James Bond movies. You never saw GoldenEye? I never saw any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Sorry. Um, So Alvin, Alan Silvestri, he's a composer, you know, Back to the Future, Avengers, Mm -hmm. you know. He was originally hired to do the score for this, but then his music was rejected and replaced with a new score by Danny Elfman. So, according to some sources, he had written and recorded about 20 minutes of music. I don't know. Is that a lot? Doesn't seem <laughs> it doesn't like seem it. like a lot, but I don't know how composers do things. Um, and the d- decision to replace him was made by producer well, Tom Cruise. I mean, you figured 20 minutes, that's, you know, four to five singles worth of music. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but Danny Elfman only had a few weeks to um, compose and produce the final score. Kind of like with the news I told you yesterday that... Daniel. Danny, Daniel, he Daniel took, Elfman, um, Danny Elfman can, can do it. And obviously, he's taking Lalo Schrifen. Yeah, yeah, Lalo Schrifen's theme. I don't know. If, I don't know how you say his name. That's how I say it. Lalo. Yeah, Lalo, Lalo Schrifen. And he also took some of his um, music from the the plot. I don't know. So he would took some other sources, source material. But the news I told you yesterday that what's his face was. Uh-huh. Hans Zimmer was hired to do the next James Bond movie that opens in April because of creative differences with the other guy. Yeah, I saw that guy's name. I didn't remember. I, I it, didn't recognize him. It wasn't a name I knew, like, so yeah. Mm. I saw him. Oh, I don't know who that is. But he had worked <clears> with um, Fukuwaka <laughs> was ever oh. before. So that's why he was like, Corey. Kerry Fukunaga. Fukushima. Fuka... Fukunaga. Shit. Hey, you're Japanese. Don't, don't you know? Well, they're all names. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my goodness! Here he goes, Gary. Yeah, is it mm. Fukunaga? Fukawa. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Gary Fukunaga. Okay. I'm thinking it's of his. the. I'm thinking of the LA sports caster. I don't know him. Um. Shit. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you? What do you? Be guessing here. Rotten Tomatoes. I'm guessing. Ninety-one. Whoa. No. Oh, way lower. I mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, 63 oh okay um and mostly because um critics were confused by the plot yeah because it doesn't make sense they said the plot is too convoluted that was really their only hang up they enjoyed you know everything else um roger ebert gave it three out of four said this is a movie that exists in the instant and we must exist in the instant to enjoy it which you could say for everyone that's come since, yeah. I think. That's what these movies are. They're kind of in the in the moment. You, yeah. And, eh, I thought that was a... And then the guy, uh, Stephen Holden, he writes for the New York Times. Oh, uh-huh. um, he addressed the film's convoluted plot. said, if that story doesn't make a shred of sense in any number of levels, so what? 
Neither did the television series in which basic credibility didn't matter so long as its sci-fi popular mechanics kept up with the suspense. Yeah, I mean... Which, yeah, that's I'm, all of these movies. I mean, which is, and which is what I said. It it does... It's The plot is dumb. It falls apart. I mean, I but feel like they're you called... You put that aside. You don't, you don't hold that to the movie. You just watch. This is yeah. a movie you just watch. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> I feel like that's why it's called Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible to follow the plot. So you don't. You just watch. Wow, did you... I just made that up. It's pretty good. You hurt yourself on that one. Mission Impossible to follow the plot. So you just watch Tom Cruise's hair change from movie to movie. And looks the best in part two. <laughs> you threw your back out with that pole? Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I kind of did. Now I need some. You lay down. <laughs> um, yeah. Our budget was actually this movie. I know I re- read it. Came in under budget and on time. Good job, Brian De Palma. Well, what was about 80 million. Oh, I was gonna say, okay. 80 million. And they finished pff, right on schedule. Okay. Because Tom Cruise is a smart producer. Mm-hmm. He knows. Well, and Tom Cruise is like, hey, this is my fucking money. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spend too much of it. So I'm going to do my own stunts and buy a wind machine. <laughs> the only one in Europe. <laughs> uh, how much do you think it made? It made a little bit more than 80 million. He made his money back. 250. No, 457. Jeez. Worldwide. This did well. Good for Scientology. It was a good, uh, yeah. Whew. You go. It was a good uh, starting off point for them. Financially. Financially. <laughs> but anybody. Um, but yeah. Fun uh, movie, fun franchise. Um, anything else you want to say about it? Did I miss any? Uh... I don't know what Emmanuel Bayart has been up to lately. Claire probably, Forlani. Probably a bunch of French shit. Yeah. That's it. I haven't seen Emilio Estevez in a while. He was in uh, Minneapolis last year because he filmed a movie here. Did you see that Master P moved to Minneapolis? Yeah, I don't know who Master P is. Oh. Though. Man, he's a rapper. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Mission? No, it's good. I like it. Impossible. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, this is a big year for Tom Cruise. Rob Fukuzaki is the guy I'm thinking of. Okay. The guy that you look like? I don't know. Do I? Did I? Oh, did I? from ABC7. Yeah. yeah, I always liked him. Okay. No, I'm thinking of the guy Last Man on Earth. Oh, Henry Choi? <laughs> the, yeah. A Korean guy? A Korean guy. Okay. Okay, should we pick next week? Rob Fukuzaki sold his home in Sherman Oaks for $1.4 million. Holy crap. Three years ago. It's probably a tiny house, too. In the Oaks. I don't know what. Could you put your phone down? Oh, my God. 4,100 square feet. That's a good That's size. big. For Sherman Oaks? Yeah. It's one of the bigger ones. Um, yeah, should we, unless you have final thoughts, should we see what Besides we're... Besides Tom Cruise, who stood out to you in this movie? Like, who did you find yourself, like, you know, rooting for? Or... Only Tom Cruise. He's the only standout. Ving Rames was... I like Van Rings, so but he good. didn't He's, have enough to do. He'll get more he to do. He gets more to do, especially in the later ones. He's fun in this movie, though, because... Because he, he adds get, the humor. He's a silly, like, well, he adds, super hacker. He adds the humor. He's a better hacker than and he's a, Emilio Estevez was. We realize he's a, a genuinely good guy because Tom Cruise is like... He gives he gives Ving Rames the knockless disc... And he's like, what makes you trust me? He goes, because if you knew what you were getting into, you wouldn't have done it. Because they don't know what they're stealing at first. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but yeah. But yeah, Ving Rhames is fantastic. I love him. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the supporting cast didn't have much to do because half of them were gone. Half of them. He kills half the of them the first 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you really are only following Tom Cruise, which that's, I'm sure, how they wanted it. Well, yeah. It's it, I mean, it's a Tom Cruise joint. Um. What number are we up to for movies? Oh, 233. Oh, wait. Are you sure? We did 233 last time. 232. I'm sorry. 232. Uh, hey, <laughs> Google. Pick a number from 1 to 232. 112. 112. One, one, two. Fuck. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 
for. Oh, my favorite one. The only one we own. <laughs> it's the best one. Oh, God. You're going to like it. No, you're going to. I've gonna, seen it. No, I've seen it. You're going to like it again. Rene Russo. Joe well, Pesci. Yeah. Or yeah. third and three. Yeah, they're all in it. Lethal Weapon 4. Richard Donner. 1998. A Dick Donner A Dick Donner movie. joint. Yeah. And comes out much later than I think it does. 98. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> this is a new movie. It's good. It's a good one. Another action one. It's a good one. Okay. Lethal Weapon 4. We're going to have to talk about Mel Gibson again. <laughs> He's good in 98. He hasn't gotten all crazy in it. He's been again. crazy his whole entire life. He's still. He's coming off of a, like two billion Oscars for Braveheart in this he's, one. So. He's still a fun Australian guy in in ninety eight. He isn't racist yet. No, he's he's racist. It's okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Next time, lethal weapon four. Cool. Yay! The gloves, the Gibbs, the Roos. Too old for this shit. The Pesh. What? I'm I'm abbreviating no, their I names. Know. The gloves. Yeah, I know. I got the it. Gibbs, but... The Gibbs. The Roos. The, the, the pesh. pesh made me very uncomfortable for some reason. <laughs> pesh. I'm going to come up to you every day now and go, Pesh. Peshk with a C. Okay. Anyway, that's cool. it. Cool. This, Thanks for This podcast listening. will self-destruct. No, don't. In five seconds.